This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to the You Choose Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Please take a moment, pause this podcast right now, and share it with someone you think would find this podcast interesting. We would really appreciate it. Please go to youchoosepodcast.com. That's the letter U, choosepodcast.com, and find the different ways that you can connect with us and how you can be part of the live event. And without further ado, let's get into the adventure you choose. If you're listening to this or watching, simply hop in the chat. And when we get to decision point, you can let us know where you want us to go. It's that simple. Yeah, hopefully we don't die. But that's the goal. Last time we gave some green slime to our cousin and he drank it all. But uh, go back and listen to the other episode if you want to find out for sure. But that's the good thing about these is every time you do it, it's totally different. It's never the same twice. Much like life, if you have a chance to redo a decision, chances are you don't pick the same one. And unless you're really happy with how it ended out. Well, yeah. But, uh, but we get a chance of doing it over differently. So, yeah, you, the, the viewer and listener, get to decide how the story ends. Yes. And you can see on the cover kids cowering in fear below a, a large blob of slime because we're eight. We're eight years old. We summoned some demon slime. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. We're just hanging you out. Know? Just hanging out here. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody sit back and help us choose your own adventure. And this one is, like I said, The Green Slime by Susan Saunders. And I'll get started with the first page here, and then we'll go from there. It's the day after your birthday. Your Aunt Beth has given you a chemistry set as a birthday present, because that's what she did in the 80s. Everybody got a chemistry here, set. Here's some chemicals, kid. Have fun. Go play with them. See what happens. She has also left you in charge of your cousin, Stevie. While she and your mother go visit a friend, Stevie needs a lot of watching, Aunt Beth warns, and she's not kidding. Within five minutes, the kid has broken your model spaceship glued together all your, and glued together all your baseball cards and stopped up the sink in the bathroom with tissues. Sit down on the bed, you tell Stevie. Don't move or you'll be sorry. You open hmm. your new chemistry set you take out some of the test tubes, which are filled with colored powders and liquids, and start to mix a few together. Just then, the doorbell rings. Before you go downstairs to answer the door, you take a look at Stevie. He's leaning against your pillow, and his eyes are closed. You think he's fallen asleep on your bed. Your friend Jan is at the front door. As you stand there talking to her, you hear shrieks and giggles from upstairs. Who is that? Jan asks. You make a face. It's only my cousin Stevie, you say. He's four and a half. Don't you think you'd better find out what he's doing up there, Jan asks? So here's the decision point. If you say no, turn to page eight. If you say yes, turn to page 12. So this one is our first decision. And since this is the second time we've gone through it, We'll make a little bit of an exception here and go ahead and go the opposite direction that we did last time. So last time, we said yes. So this time, we're going to say no and go ahead and not go check on him. You invoked so. 
The one rule we have on you choose, we can't do the same decision the same right out of the gate. Heck no. Why would we do that? So, so we're going to say yes. Yeah. So we're going to say no this time because we last time we said yes. Yes. So so this time it's no. We're going to leave them alone. Eight here. Classic 80s style. You want me to read this one? Yes. No, he's okay. He'll stop in a minute, you tell Jan. And you're right. After a while, Stevie does stop. Everything is quiet. Too quiet. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Stevie, you call. Stevie, no answer. I'd better go see what he's doing, you say. Jan follows you. As you reach the stairs, you hear a funny bubbling noise. Plop, 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 plop. Blurp. <laughs> Sounds like me. That's, Sounds like me you when in I the wake morning? up in the morning. Me in the morning. <laughs> a lot of plopping and blurping. <laughs> What's that awful smell, Jan asks. It's a terrible smell. Rotten eggs and glue and, oh, they didn't even tell you what the and the other and Ooh, was. leave that to your do- nine-year-old imagination. Doo-doo! <laughs> you and Jan stop short. Something is starting to drip over the top step in big, thick green blobs. What has Stevie done now? Something tells you not to go near the green stuff. But should you get help, or should you try to reach Stevie first? Hmm. Here we go. Do we go get help, or do we just go upstairs and try to get to Stevie first? All right. So that's where you come in. Let us know in the chat if you want us to go get help, or let's just go get Stevie ourselves. So, and... Uh, to, uh... Oh, go ahead. Did you notice that we also have a spaceship and baseball cards in our collection? I noticed that earlier. Oh, yeah. No, we're a cool kid for sure. Oh, yeah. So okay. Say, Help. Stevie can Stevie wait. Can wait. <laughs> so we'll just wait. The classic, hit 80s, the classic hit 80s song, Stevie Can Wait. Stevie Can Wait. 19, number one on the charts in 1984. Yes, exactly. Stevie Don't can worry. Wait. Stevie can wait. Yes. All right. Um, so I guess Stevie can wait. So we go get some 21, help. 21, sir. So we'll go get some help. And Stevie will just have to wait. So page 21. More and more of the green slime is flowing down the stairs. You couldn't get to Stevie now if you tried. So you decide to get help. You and Jan back down the stairs and out of the house. Do you think it's alive? Jan asks. Oh. She looks really scared. You don't feel too great yourself. Alive or not, we've got to think of some way to stop it. I have an idea that might work, but we've got to hurry. You say as you start to run. Jan is right behind you. Where are we going? She asks. If you answer to the grocery store, turn to page four. If you answer to Professor Tate's house, page 11. Huh. There you go. When so, the going gets tough, the tough gets snacking. Yeah, I like that. Do we, do we go to the grocery store or do we go to Professor Old, old Man Professor Tate? I'm assuming man. That's, that's, that's bad of me. I would assume, yes. But yeah. Professor Tate, but this is the 80s. We, we weren't quite awake yet. No, no. So On that stuff. We're nine, and we're going to go ask our professor that lives in our neighborhood, who just happens to live in our neighborhood, for help. Of course. Of course. Or it we go to the grocery sense. store. It just makes sense. 
you know, we have to we have to set our our responses to the time period, Lee. Well, yeah, we have to travel back in time, pretend it's 1984, and what would you do you know, instead of WWJD? What, what would you do in the 80s? Exactly. The answer is always leave the kid at home. Always leave the kid. Yes, yes. Oh. We're going to have to whip out the covert nerd coin here on this one. We got a split decision on talk to Tate and go to the grocery store. Okay. So So the covert nerd coin shall get deployed. Here we go. So do we do heads is Tate? And I say heads is heads is a grocery store since it's 411. Heads is store. Ooh, good point. Tate tails is Tate. Tails is Tate. Tate's okay. Tate. Tate's tail. It's tails. Oh, there we go. So, we're going to talk to Tate. We're going to go talk to Tate. See what happens. Talking to Tate and feeling great. Here we go. Page 11. Page 11. I think we've already lasted longer than last time we read this book. I think, I think you're right. Professor Tate is a scientist. Maybe he can help get rid of the green slime. You find him in the laboratory behind the house looking into a microscope. Because that's all this man does. Yes. I never leave this room. He is his job. (laughs) Take a look, he says. These little critters eat tar, oil slicks, you name it. They look like tiny shrimp. Would they eat slime, you ask? As long as they can swim through it, they'll eat it, Professor Tate says. You quickly explain about the green slime. This bubbling green gunk is spreading all over the house. My little cousin Stevie is trapped upstairs. I'm afraid the slime will eat him for lunch. Exclamation point. Professor. (laughs) Page 45. Here we go. Page 45. We're we're leaping deep into the book here. I know. We're getting all over the place. Professor Tate scoops up a pail of water from a large tank. There are thousands of the little fellows in here. This ought to clean up any kind of mess you have, he says. There's no time to waste. You and Jan grab the pail between you and uh, between you and walk as fast as you can back to the house. You find the slime oozing under the front door. Should you pour the pail of water on it right here and hope the little animals can eat their way upstairs to your room? Or should you try to pour the pail of water into your bedroom through an upstairs window? Huh. Here we go. Do we start at the front door? Do we just splash it right there? Or do we decide to climb up to the bedroom and get this thing at the point of origin? Come on. The P-O-O. The poo. <laughs> poo. <laughs> That's awesome. What do we do the with poo. That? <laughs> so, so what are the odds that our neighborhood scientist just happens to have some little creatures that can eat anything? It's insane. <laughs> I would say that this guy, like, like you want to keep him. If you're, if you're forming a, a strike team, he's on your, he's on your, your team. He needs, he's, he's always ready. He's like, so, oh yeah, man. Yeah. Look what I happen to just have here. Monkeys here that, that'll eat anything, literally anything. Okay. So Paul, Paul says, start at the bottom. He's so saying, he, just, just toss it right there. Right there at the front door. Just, just throw like it on a, there. I'm not going to comment. I'm a watcher. If you, if any of you have watched what if Ooh, on yeah. Disney plus, it's a great series. Really recommend it. But this is much like Lee and myself. We can set the story up, but we cannot influence. We are we we are we are uh, punished, punished to watch these terrible cursed. decisions. Cursed, cursed to watch these terrible watch decisions. These, these horrible decisions play out. <laughs> That's a good point, unless Eddie. You need a you can, need a big robe like the Watcher. Big robe, shave my head, just like, yeah. get a bulbous melon. <laughs> so like, this is what I, I do. I watch. 
This is all I can do. Well, I think we're going to throw it on the front door here. Unless somebody there we go. Chimes Shut the front door. So I got three seconds. Uh, Otherwise, we're going to page the, 14. Start at the front door, page 14. Okay. Sit here. You get a close, or you get as close to the green slime as you dare. You pour a little of the water in the pail on it. Nothing seems to happen. Throw the whole pail full on it, Jan says. You dump all the water out, and the slime boils and hisses. Then it starts to disappear. You follow it as it disappears through the front door, into the house, and up the stairs. Now you can see little shrimp-like animals swimming around in the green stuff. They're much larger than they were when you first saw them, and they're getting bigger and bigger all the time. Oh, no, you say. Now what, Jan says. I don't have a good feeling about this, you say. Turn to page 42. Someone Uh, bust out the cocktail sauce. (laughs) We're about to throw some shrimp on the Barbie here, I think. Where's the Barbie? You run up the stairs to your room. Stevie is fast asleep on the bed. Man, Uh this kid sleeps through anything. Stevie is the worst. But your room is crammed from one end to the other with a big, pale pink shrimp. Its tail is hanging out the window, and it's waving its feelers in a friendly way. Hmm. My mother doesn't like pets, you say to Jan. Well, one shrimp is better than a house full of green slime, Jan says. You nod your head. Anyway, you say, I'm sure to win the science fair this year. The end. The <laughs> end. <laughs> so we're going to win the science fair. That's that's what our 1984 self says. It's like, hey, listen, it's a win-win. Actually, it's a, th- it's, a, it's a triple win. The slime is gone. I got a giant horse-sized shrimp living in my house. And Stevie got a nap in. Yeah. Everybody wins. Oh, this is like totally those 80s endings where everybody's just happy and hug and high five yeah high five and it stops you know i gotta stop animation there (laughs) brent brent not holding back at all with his thoughts on this ending or is he being a ghost for halloween he's being a ghost it's ghost i'm going with ghost well and i guess maybe a fourth we'll be able to eat shrimp for the next month oh yeah we're going to keep this shrimp around for a while until the house starts to smell funny. Then we're going to pop it on the head with a baseball bat. <laughs> After the science fair. Yeah. I won the science fair. And you just toss a pot of boiling water onto the shrimp. And <laughs> onto the shrimp. Hey, hey, get everybody. some butter and garlic. Yeah, get some butter and garlic. We're going to have a, a cookout. We'll do this. Oh, man. Actually, that was, wasn't too bad compared to last time. That was actually pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good and we had a little bit longer of an adventure this time which is a win we did we did you know so so what do you want to do you want to do this again or do you want to go through the next book let's go ahead and go through the next book and go you know if it goes quick we can always come back that's true that's the thing with choose your own adventure is you can just put your finger in the spot and start over so let's go to the mystery of the secret room this one is a little bit later in the series, number 63, but still a fun book. So let's see. I started last time, Eddie. So if you want to start getting the setup on this one. 
The Mystery of the Secret Room, which has the record for the most convoluted, confusing ending we've ever experienced oh, in this yes. entire podcast. Oh, yeah. The last time. Here's here's trying to see if we could. This makes having a giant shrimp be your pet make sense. It does. Yeah, which is scary to think about. Right. Like, I want to live in that world. Oh, that's great. Here we go. Your great aunt Celia. Celia, you're breaking my heart. Ooh. You're leaving me haunted rooms. This was the number three song in 1985. We're breaking out all the 80s hits. Aunt Celia and her haunted butt house <laughs> has always been a little unusual. She lives in a big old house at the end of the town. Uh, end of town. People say she's weird, but you're her favorite relative, so you always defend her from biker gangs. <laughs> in fact, she's fond of telling you that you're the only one in the whole family with two brains to rub together. Two brains, not just one, two. You got two of these suckers. You may as well rub them together which yes. is weird and painful. Aunt Celia's house is filled with exotic things. In her garden, there are strange herbs and plants like rhubarb and deadly nightshade and marijuana. She has a Venus, <laughs> she has a Venus flytrap in the kitchen and a wonderful collection of shrunken heads from Borneo. And last winter, when she went off on an expedition to the Himalayas to hunt for the abominable snowman, which is what I did a week ago. Yes. Uh, you, but you can't help but wonder if you're looking at the result of specs on the camera lens. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I fast forwarded. She brought you back a yak skin rug and some photos. She says they're of the abominable snowman, but you can't help but wonder if you're looking at the results of, a, of specs on the camera lens. Now, great aunt Celia has gone off on another expedition, but this time she wouldn't tell you where, what it was. She's left you the keys to the house and a list as long as your arm which is actually pretty short yes, of things for you to take because you're nine of things for you to take care of while she's gone to begin with. You have to keep the Venus's flight, the Venus fly trap and the garden watered. Then you have to feed the toucan, the Siamese fighting fish, the boa constrictor, the white mice and the cat. This lady's a hoarder. I know pets of pets, exotic pets at the bottom of the list is a note. If I'm not back by the 31st, which is tomorrow, Lee. Oh, wow. What timing? Open the door with the lizard key and follow the new instructions. Do not open the door before then. Hmm. Great Aunt Celia's enormous key ring is full of keys of all different shapes and sizes. You know where most of them belong. From the large key to the front door to the tiny key to the spice cabinet. Homegirl's keeping her spices, spices. locked up. Uh, Wow. <laughs> She's not She's messing like, around. If you use one grain of that cinnamon, don't touch my nutmeg. Ouch! Yeah, I'm kicking you out of the house. <laughs> don't touch it. It's not nutmeg. It's like no meg. Not for no you. Meg. <laughs> yeah, no meg for you. Uh, da, 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 da. You. Oh. But you always wonder what door the lizard key fits. It's a small key shaped like a lizard, which makes sense. With the shank of the key at the end of the lizard's tail. You try it on every door in the house, but it doesn't fit any of the keyholes. You wonder what will happen if Aunt Celia isn't back by the 31st and you still can't find the door. The days pass. Every day after school, you go faithfully to Great Aunt Celia's house to make sure everything is taken care of. You want her to find all her plants and animals healthy when she returns. 
because last time you didn't. Didn't. It was a dead <laughs> toucan, and she yes. was very mad at you. You do get a chance. You do get a scare when one of the white mice seems to be missing from its glass cage, but the cat and the snake seem to be as hungry as ever. Finally, the white mouse reappears with eight spotted tiny baby mouse, mice, so you know where it's been. <laughs> Giving birth! Birth! So you know where it's been. Oh, come on. As the 31st gets nearer, there's still no word from Aunt Celia, not even a postcard. You try not to worry. She could turn up at the last minute. She doesn't. The 31st has come and gone. You read her note again. You decide to haunt, to hunt one last time. Haunt! Haunt! <laughs> one last time for the door to the Lizard Key. Turn to page 21. You're beginning to wonder if there's a secret room behind some paneling or something. You decide to tap the walls to see if you can find a hollow spot. As you go down the big hall staircase, you realize for the first time that your feet make a hollow noise on the stairs. Curious, you stand to the side of the staircase and look down. Sure enough, there's a door in the hall paneling. You think, that's funny. I never noticed that door before. And I've been in the hallway at least a hundred times. There must be a secret room hidden under the stairs. You fit the lizard's tail into the lock. Into the, the lock, the metal key in your hand grows warm. You put it in a light socket, boy. Get it out of that. You're gonna die. You're gonna die, man. <laughs> Stop. That's how you kill yourself? Al Garrison's like, yes. <laughs> put it. Put it in the outlet. <laughs> we'll disguise this outlet as a as a keyhole. Ooh, that's how you get those kids. It looks as it feels as if a tiny animal is wriggling in your palm. You must be imagining things. You turn the key and open the door. Page 25. The room under the stairs is small, with a sloping ceiling where the stairs are. There is, of course, no window, so it's very dark. You flick on the light. There's nothing in the room but a large old wooden table. There are three boxes on it marked past, never, and future. Propped up in front of the middle boxes is an envelope with your name on it. This must contain the new instructions Aunt Celia's note told you to follow. You rip open the envelope and read the letter inside. Open one, but only one, of the boxes. The house is yours and all the taxes. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> Fondly, Celia. Not even Aunt Celia. She's, form she's not even formal with you. She's like, man, I'm a peer. I'm out of I'm here. I'm a homegirl. A million questions race through your head. Is Aunt Celia dead? Or has she just gone off to live in Timbuktu or something? Could she be in trouble? Will your parents let you keep the house? <laughs> How do you pay utilities? utilities? How does this even work? I'm nine. I'm nine. What do I do? You're pretty, sh you're pretty sure they won't let you live in it alone. <laughs> sure, they get married. How am I going to keep all these <laughs> yeah. kids fed? <laughs> he has a, you has a heart attack uh, by 11 and a midlife <laughs> crisis by throat. 13. <laughs> hey, hey, that's yours in my life right there. You hope one of the boxes explains Aunt Celia's disappearance. But watch with which should you open. If you open the box marked marked past, turn to page 91. If you open the box marked never, turn to page 31. If you open the box marked future, turn to page 60. 60. Okay. Al Garrison, you killed all her plants because you're <laughs> know, nine. You're exactly. Nine. We're not that dutiful. <laughs> Paul says never. Okay. Now... This is the second time we've gone through this one. So, and unfortunately, Eddie, I don't remember which one we went through on this one. So 
we might be going through the same thing we did last time and not even know it. So we're going to go ahead and we got to vote for never from Paul. <laughs> Brent, <laughs> let it burn. Turn to page 666. Hey, I like that one, actually. <laughs> never. Al says never. Ominous boxes never killed anybody. Of course not. Yeah. He's baking some cookies for Kim. Of course. Al, I voted for pass last time. Okay, good. Al can remember what we did. So far, we've got two, one, two, three. Three votes for never. So we're going to go to never. Page 31. Because we're going to open the never box because we're nine and we're not afraid of anything. So why not? You already know the past and you don't think you want to know the future because we just inherited a house and we have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, you'll never be able to afford the house. <laughs> you open the box labeled never. You are almost knocked backwards by a burst of air. Flapping wings rise up out of the box attached to the strangest looking creature you've ever seen. It opens its beak and speaks. Blast. And I was just about to get that crocodile. You stare. The creature is about as big as a lion with a lion's tail and paws, but it has a sort of eagle's head and wings. No wonder the box is labeled never. Such a creature could never have existed outside the pages of a book. But here it is, hovering over your head in your great Aunt Celia's house. It looks down and sees you. Hello, it says. Are you a new kind of crocodile? No, you answer. I'm a human being. Ah, yes, it says. I met one of those only last week. Are you good to eat? Just like Eddie's cookies. Not particularly, you say hastily. Neither was it. At least it said it wasn't. Then it hit me in the nose with a kind of stick with a funny handle. Are you planning to hit me on the nose? Not unless you're going to try to eat me. Good. Then I'll come down. My wings are getting tired. Hovering, you know, which is staying in one place in the air without moving, is much more than flying. I'll remember that, you say. Turn to page six. I'm going to go back to page we six. We leave out the fact that, that your aunt has uh, made you eat these uh, hallucinogenic mushrooms. <laughs> in her spice time. rack. Right. Let's see. Going to page eight. Or no, sorry, 11. Guys, okay, so I'm all mixed up. You seem surprised to see me, the creature observes. Aren't you used to working with magic? Is it? Is that what I've done, you ask? It cocks its head to one side. Well, it certainly felt like magic to me. I'd never travel so fast on my own, as I said. One moment I was about to swoop down on a crocodile, and the next, you were here. You finish. What are you, what are you anyway? The creature looks offended. I'm a griffin, a young one, it is true. I have not yet reached my 300th birthday, so I'm still rather small. I'm growing. I'm a growing griffin, and I need my regular meals. Do you know where I can find food? What do you eat besides crocodiles? I like meat, the griffin says. You get the feeling that this griffin, unless you stop it, will eat anything that moves. You'll have to figure out some way to keep it fed, or you might even go after the mailman. <laughs> the question is, where are you going to keep it? 
Man, you, the question is, it's going to eat you, son. Yeah. Forget the mailman. It's coming after you, baby. No kidding. If you take well, the Griffin Griffin's home with a bib you. On. Yeah, he's putting a bib on. Gets Starts getting out some barbecue sauce. He's got a picture of the kid on the bib. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you take the Griffin home with you. Turn to page 100. If you leave the Griffin in Aunt Celia's house, turn to page 13. But I thought it was our house now. God. Right? This is this my house. Get it's out like, of my house, my house. Griffin. Yeah. I'm Who like, pays this... the bills around here? <laughs> yeah. Me. Don't talk back just... to me. Don't talk back or I'm sending you to your room. <laughs> Al, this sounds like an awesome sitcom. It sounds like a oh. spinoff Alf, which is horrible. It's like, instead of Griffin, it's just Griff. The Griff. Miss me and Griff hanging out. <laughs> Trying to keep him from eating the neighbors. He's, he's got like a the white tank top on. He's downstairs. It's all messy and <laughs> he's like overweight. It's, it's basically Little Shop of Horrors meets Bosom Buddies. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. They have to dress up as women, but he also has to feed people to his Griffin, Griffin. to keep oh, him happy. Yes, that's awesome. There it is. Eighties sitcom right there. You're welcome, NBC. Yep. Griffin, Griffin, me. Griffin me. So Brent says, just leave the Griffin and Aunt Celia's house. Al says, leave it. take me home. Take me home tonight. tonight. I, I just want to see that Griffin take flight. <laughs> Ooh, good job, Eddie. So, I have a skill. What can I say? Let's see. Kim says, leave it there. So we got two for leave it. Al says, take it home. Just leave it. Relock that Griffin door. I think that's a leave it home. Feed me, cousin Balky. Feed yeah. me, cousin yeah. Balky. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Honey, you ate the neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brought, yeah. Brought to you by Dolly Madison. <laughs> Pepperidge Farm knows. They know. Okay. Right, Al, so Al's starting to mock the leave. Mock yep. the the group. I think leave it. I think leave it. The classic yes song. Yes. Is uh, which is actually a yes song, by the way. Yeah, is uh, is winning this one. So page thirteen. All right, page thirteen. Got that one, Eddie. You tell the Griffin I can fix it, so you never have to do any more hovering. In fact, you won't have to hunt if you stay in this house. I'll bring you all the food you need. Oh no, oh, he's gonna boy. feed him people. <laughs> oh. This is the setup. I got some bullies at school. I'm going to get taken care of. <laughs> this is how the bullies disappear. Good, says the Griffin. I like this house. It's full of magic. And soon, my poo. <laughs> <laughs> the point of origin. Especially, exactly. Eh? Especially this room. I like this room. No one could find this room if you didn't want them to. How do you know that, you ask? The Griffin ruffles its feathers. I am a magic creature myself. I know when it when I feel it. I know when you are not magic, but someone or something around here is. My great aunt, you explain. It's her house. Technically my house, because yes. she's dead and probably rotting. <laughs> I'm beginning to get the feeling she was a lot more than she seemed, and I wish she were here to explain a few things. You show the griffin around the house. Its claws make a clicking sound on the wooden floors. Drives me crazy. Someone Ooh. clips the clip clip, this griffin's claws. Clip those nails. Come on. You hope it doesn't scratch the furniture. Oh, it's going to scratch the furniture. <laughs> and a whole lot more. It's going to kill your neighbors, bro. <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly. the thing you need to be worried about. Uh, 
You also introduce it to Aunt Celia's animals and explain that they are not to be eaten. Oh, uh, don't, don't you dare you do it. Don't even think about like, it. Sure, man. Yeah, he lies. Oh, yeah. It has a long conversation with the cat, but you can't understand a word of it. Turn to page 81. Here we go, everybody. Okay. Turn to page 81. We're going to get the tell the griffin the what for. Here's right. all the things you can't do. Can't eat the He's cat. Like, this house sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you never. I wish for, you were here. For a magic house, this house is lame. Later right. that afternoon, you go to the grocery store to look for meat to feed the griffin. Meat is expensive. <laughs> That's when you have to go for that cheap meat. Homeless people. <laughs> That's what you're gonna do. You gotta feed it. <laughs> that canned meat. Oh man, meat is expensive. You plan to buy hamburger meat because it's what your mother uses to make an inexpensive dinner, meatloaf. And hamburgers on sale this week for $1.59 a pound. I want to go back to 1984. Oh, man. That'd be great. You have $10. That means you can afford about six pounds of hamburger. I got to do math in this book, man. This oh. ain't no cool. <laughs> got to buy meat. You got want... to take care of a house. Got to take care of a pet. I mean, come on. Yeah, and this and that Griffin's going to look at that six pounds and be like, that's it? That's all you brought me. <laughs> you wonder if that's going to be enough food for the griffin. What does a crocodile weigh? You don't know, but it was, but it's got to be more than six pounds. <laughs> of course, that's counting bones and skin and scales and all that stuff. Oh my God! Now we're wow. into biology and some macabre. <laughs> wow! Welcome to the Halloween. Yeah, we're talking about crocodile skins and bones and <laughs> right. Al revealing his meat of choice: horse. Horse. Yeah. Um as a can it's meat in the can, it just says horse on it. Hoss. Hoss. Eat the hoss meat. Um and skin and scales and all that stuff, which the griffin may just spit out. Maybe it would really enjoy some premium ground beef. Six pounds of pure meat. (laughs) But what if it wants more? This kid doesn't know what's in the hamburger. Oh, true. You decide to look in the pet food section. Here the prices are much better. A big 18-ounce can of dog food costs only 50 cents. That's We're learning about factory farms and <laughs> how to shop for animals. Because, Billy, do you know what's in that can of dog food? <laughs> yeah. It's goat skulls and hooves, man. That's what you're feeding that hooves kid. And, hooves and lips and who knows what else. <laughs> a big 18-ounce can of dog food costs only 50 cents. That's less than 50 cents a pound right there. You could afford to feed the griffin a lot of dog food, but would a mythical creature that's used to fresh crocodile be happy with canned dog food? Maybe you'd better get just one and find out. If you buy the hamburger, turn to page 36. If you buy the can of dog food, turn to page 65. (laughs) This is the You Choose podcast grocery store edition. Yes. We're going to go shopping. The economical grocery edition of You Choose Podcast. So do we feed the, the griffin a can of dog food to see what he thinks? Or do we just say, forget that, we're getting him some premium 1984 ground beef for $1.96 a pound. <laughs> I love how we're calculating the cost per pound. We're nine. Like, like What's the tax rate where I live? I got to figure this out. Is it 3%? What's happening here? Do they tax groceries here? <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. <laughs> Al, this adventure brought to you by the National Beef Council. Beef, it's what's for dinner. 
for your mythical creatures. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's awesome, Al. I love that. So, uh, hamburger for Kim. Hamburger. I guess Al is all for beef. I think we got we got three votes for the beef. I think we got to go beef on this one. I think we're going to go for hamburger. All not right, the, Leaf. Not the dog food. To quote the best commercial ever made, where's the beef? Where's Dang the it, beef? I don't want to eat this cat food. Dog food stuff. Don't give me that stuff. What are you talking about? We want. You're about to have a griffin eat your face. I think so. I can feel the tension building all right you buy the hamburger and take it back to the house cow the griffin says happily i haven't had cow in ages but someone's already been chewing this that's a machine you say quickly it's ground up meat it's just something we do to meat to make it um easier to digest the griffin swallows the hamburger meat in one big bite that was good yeah what else do you have you there are thinking, yep, <laughs> you're thinking, oh, great, this griffin's going to eat up my entire allowance for the next 10 years. But you say only, I'll get you more later. Good, says the griffin. Now it wants to a drink of water. You decide to take it upstairs so it can drink out of the bathtub. On the landing, it sees the umbrella stand and lets out a squawk. That's it. That's the stick the human hit me with. It's only Great Aunt Celia's second best umbrella. The second best umbrella, Eddie. I didn't know. Second best? What's the you, first one? Yeah, you rank your umbrellas? Hmm. I do. I don't know about you guys. Uh, yeah. Hashtag r- rank your umbrella. Rank umbrellas. <laughs> the black one with the parrot head handle, her best one is green. She probably took the green one with her on her trip, you think. I should have known, the griffin says, dancing nervously. Magic, magic everywhere it's just an umbrella you say reaching for it to show the griffin don't touch that it shouts turn to page 58 this thing has a fear of umbrellas i guess we're gonna find out does not like those umbrellas i guess especially the second best one so page 58 all right you hold the parrot head umbrella in your hand don't wave that around the griffin says the brass parrot beak opens yes it agrees I'm very old, and I can't take much excitement. You almost dropped the umbrella in surprise. Did you speak, you ask it? I did. You are my new owner. I t- or you are my new owner, I take it. I guess so. Nobody knows where Aunt Celia is. One thing is certain, says the parrot head. She is not in this world. You sigh. More magic, right? Of course, the umbrella head umbrella says primarily. Don't look so downcast. I am an oracle and can answer any question you put to me. All right. If you want to know more about the power of the house, turn to page eight. I guess that's, I can't really read it there. Is it 81? If you want to ask the parrot, page 80. Okay. If you want to know, it's like 83. 83. Okay. It's kind of cut off. Yeah. If you want mm-hmm. to ask the parrot head where Aunt Celia is, turn to page 104. So if you want to know more about the house, or do we want to know where Aunt Celia is? There's the question. We're talking we are to an umbrella. Going, <laughs> talking to an umbrella. Just spent all of our allowance money on an ungrateful griffin. <laughs> ungrateful griffin. Ungrateful Hashtag griffin. Ungrateful griffin. <laughs> And we're using her second best umbrella. 
Not my first. So Al says, Celia. Paul says, Celia. I think we're going <laughs> to ungrateful Griffin. <laughs> exactly. So I think it's probably Aunt Celia is the question, unless we want power! to know. Power! Yeah, Kim wants the power. power. Still not enough, though, to tip, to tip the vote. Nope. So we're probably going to 104 here, Eddie. So we lasted a lot longer this time. Here. A lot longer. On to page 104 this time. We're going to find out where Aunt Celia is at, I hope. Aunt Celia is not in this world, you echo. Then where is she? As far as I can tell, says the parrot head umbrella. Or perhaps I should say as near as I can tell. My former mistress has gone somewhere that never was and never will be. That doesn't help us out at all, Parrot no, Head. No, just confusing. I can't tell you exactly where, since, of course, where she is doesn't exist. It would be much easier to find her when she went into the past or the future. Naturally, finding her someplace like Borneo was a piece of cake. You recognize the labels from the three boxes, past, future, and never. Somehow, Aunt Celia's disappearance is connected to the boxes. But is she in trouble? Is she trapped in the lands of never? Ooh. You wonder. Or is she just taking a long vacation? You can't rest until she better not be taking a vacation. This house is mine, girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come back. You're homeless. <laughs> exactly. It's mine now. Get out. Get out. Yeah. Um, you can't rest until you know that she's all right. But the umbrella can't tell you the answer. How do I get to where she is, you ask it? There are many ways to the worlds of never, but they are dangerous, even for an advanced magician. But the griffin came here from never without any problem. Okay. Ah, yes, says the parrot head. The boxes, they are gateways designed by my late mistress. The never box can take you there all right. In fact, you can probably stand a better chance of finding her through the box because it will be keyed to her essence but the boxes can only be used by you once each way. Getting oh. back here will be hard. You'll need my late mistress's help if you can find her. What if I travel both ways without the boxes, you ask? That is a more difficult skill to master, but it will leave you in complete control if you can handle it. Uh -huh. If you decide to use the box to get to never, turn to page three. If you want to learn how to travel by yourself, turn to page 74. Oh, this is getting interesting. We're getting in. I know. We're not screwing around. <laughs> no, man. The last one, we found some person and they told us to burn the house down. And that was the end of it. Was, it all. Yeah, it was done. This time okay, we're, like I guess we're done. traveling. We're talking to umbrellas, traveling to different worlds. Dude, this one's crazy. I like this one. Yeah. So this do is... we use the box or do we just figure it out ourselves? That is the question. Yep. Do we go the quick way, which might not guarantee us being able to get back? Or do we learn Dr. Strange style and then come back stronger and better than ever? Stronger Look than better than ever. Independence never killed anyone. <laughs> so I take that. We're going to learn ourselves. Take it in your own, our own hands. <laughs> the ant, Al says that the ant is in the Griffin's small intestine. <laughs> yeah, she's in his poop right now. Yeah, the P-O-O. What is in the box? Oh, no. What's in the box? <laughs> Hashtag not Gwyneth Paltrow's head. That's a good idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. So now we're split. 
Again, a house, a house divided. Oh, no, house we got no, we're not, because uh, Paul coming in, jump in the box. We have two votes so, for the box. I think we're going to go in the box, which is page three. So we're going to go all page the way three, back all, to page three. All the way back to page three. Now oh. I got a bad feeling again. Yeah, definitely the you choose senses are going off. So page three, especially when they make you go clear back like this. All right. You think you'll have a better chance of finding Aunt Celia in the lands of never if you go by way of the magic box she set up herself. You take the parrot head umbrella and the griffin with you into the secret room under the stairs. Here goes, you say, and step into the box labeled never. Nothing happens. The parrot head clears its throat. Oh, it says, I forgot to mention something. The gate will open again only for the one who came through it originally. You'll have hmm. to take the griffin. Hold on tight. Does this mean I get to go home? The griffin asks. I sure hope so, you say, stepping out of the box. The griffin fluffs its fur, ruffles its feathers, and puts one forepaw gingerly in the box. You take a firm grip on its shoulders and follow. Turn to page 28. Yeah, there's always a catch. Yes. Always a catch. All right. Anytime there's magic, there's always something going on. 28. Some monkey's paw style. <laughs> Holding on to the griffin, you feel yourself falling through the air at a fantastic rate. What rate was it? It was a fantastic rate. It's fantastic. Right below you is a river, and next to the river is a crocodile. The griffin is diving right for it. You grab it around the neck and hold on for dear life. Stop, you shriek at the top of your lungs. The griffin swerves to one side and lands bumpy, bumpily on some rocks on the other side of the river. The crocodile slithers into the water and disappears. What did you have to yell for? The griffin asks crossly. I was just about to get that croc. Not with me on your back, you weren't, you reply. You and the griffin sit and glare at each other. I'm hungry, the griffin says. I want my lunch. Are you sure you're not good to eat? Oh, now we're back to that. Oh, yep. <laughs> Turn to page 34. All right. You're busy trying to convince a griffin you'd taste rather awful when there's a sudden pop of air right next to you. Great Aunt Celia is standing there holding her green parrot head umbrella. Hello, she there it says. Is. Right there, our favorite umbrella. I thought I felt something going on here. Did you enjoy your little trip? She asked the griffin. Hardly, it answers. One minute I was about to swoop down on that crocodile, and the next you would have been dead, Aunt Celia says firmly. That crocodile was going to kill you. How do you know? Ooh. It's my job to know these things. It comes from being able to travel in and out of time, a trick I've recently mastered. I must say I'm enjoying it. I don't see why you shouldn't. Does that mean you're not coming home, you ask her? Not for a long time, she tells you. Maybe I'll come when you're all grown up to see how you're doing in my house. You mean my house. That's what I would have said. That's exactly. <laughs> oh, girl, too bad. I changed the keys. You're not coming you in. can't even move in. Even that lizard key won't work now. <laughs> Meanwhile, I left you those three boxes to open because I thought it would be educational and fun, too, of course. You were showing off the parent head handle on her umbrella speaks up suddenly. Ock, squeaks, yeah. squawks the griffin. You're the one who hit me. Well, be quiet, shouts Aunt Celia, and I'll explain. Turn to page 98. 
We're just getting a full story here. We're, we're getting our money's worth out of this one this time. I know. I'm not screwing around. So, page 98. Let's see if we can get there and see what Aunt Celia has to say. All right. I picked out three creatures marked for death, Aunt Celia explains, and made it possible for them to be brought to our place and time by way of the boxes in the instant before their deaths would naturally have occurred. I thought that was much nicer and tidier than snatching a creature from the middle of its life. For one thing, people would notice it missing. So the ones that would have come through the boxes I didn't open are dead now, you ask? She smiles. I didn't say that. Time is an odd thing. The boxes catch the creatures at the moment of their death and always will. I didn't want you to have to deal with more than one strange visitor at a time. But now that you've returned the griffin here, I suppose you could go back and open another box. Just one, mind you. You don't want to have to explain our world to someone from the past or someone from the future at the same time. It would drive anyone crazy. All right, you say. Now, how do I get home? I can send you back easily enough, she tells you, but the griffin can't make the crossing again. I wouldn't want to, says the griffin. Oh, Griffin Shade. Griffin Shade. Hashtag Griffin Shade. Oh, be quiet, says Aunt Celia. Your whole world just world's just been changed because you came back and didn't get killed of course it's not a real world but all the same this should be interesting i'm going to stick around and see what happens how about you she asked you don't have to go back if you don't really want to you can stay and travel with me now that you know about the magic i'll write a nice letter to your parents so they don't worry ah <laughs> uh, you'll never see your son again love great aunt celia yeah if you want to go back to the house and open one of the two boxes, turn to page 16. If you want to stay with great Aunt Celia, turn to page 56. So do there we go we back? Go. Or do we just stay with Grant Aunt Celia? I didn't know if she was our great aunt. I thought she was just our aunt. Now she's great. Tell you what, that's crazy. Plus, we've almost navigated one entire box. I know. From beginning to end. That's amazing. That does not happen really very is. often in these books, that's no. for sure so i says stick around hang out with aunt celia stick it around in arnold schwarzenegger oh, voice go back house divided garrison house always the garrison house is divided again so we've got one for back one for stay with great aunt celia so let us know in the chat so we can split since we're split we need to get a tiebreaker paul has a great time here who would miss a griffin exactly or a nasty un ungrateful one yeah, that wants to eat not, kids. Not I. Oh, oh, Paul. Let's stay. Them. Yep, let's stay and disappear into the folds of time. Okay. Looking like staying with Aunt Celia has won. Page 56. 56. I'll <laughs> stay with you, you tell great Aunt Celia. Fine, she nods. Of course, you won't age while you time travel. It wouldn't be right, would it? And I won't either, which suits me fine. I'm already too old. Well, there you go. She said it. <laughs> yeah. She said it, not me. <laughs> Hanging with old people in magical lands never killed anyone. That's amazing. <laughs> you and Celia stay in the Griffins' world long enough to see the great war between the Griffins and the crocodiles, which is ex very exciting. You had to see blood and bone <laughs> and gore, and you're like, Death. this is cool. Yeah. Neat. Huh. 
That's what you do. Your Griffin emerges as a hero. Then you go. Oh, now he's our Griffin, huh? huh. Uh, then you go into your own past to hear Lincoln read the Gettysburg Address and into the future, check out the first moon colony. Hmm. After that, you're planning, hashtag, there's a moon colony right now. Moon! Moon, moon conspiracy 2021. <laughs> it's already there. It's been there for 20 years. It's already, it's already there. Been there forever. Educate yourself, sheeple. <laughs> Uh, the first moon colony. After that, you're planning a little trip to see the Wars of the Roses with a st- the movie with a side <laughs> trip to the French Revolution. Great Aunt Celia thinks that time travel should be educational. You think she's got the right idea about education. The end. <laughs> oh man, hanging out with old people. I choose to hang out with you, Great Aunt Celia. I may never regret. I will regret this choice ever. Yeah. Hanging out with old people, watching Matlock reruns, eating applesauce. I'm watching, mur- <laughs> I'm watching Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> getting all up the Werther's originals. Getting up at four and going to bed at six. <laughs> Grandma, I'm not tired yet. This house shuts down at six. Six. We're done. You know it does. <laughs> where's the remote? My goodness. Where's the, re- where's the TV guide? I need to watch Matlock. I'll say this much. We got a way bigger adventure out of this read. Oh yeah. Way. You know, you know, we, they, we, we picked go ahead. time, time traveled. We traveled to different worlds, had a talking parrot handle and an umbrella, a Griffin. We had our economic, we had our economic reality shattered. Yes. Yeah. We, we inherited a house, <laughs> inherited exactly. a house. We went grocery shopping. We started figuring out, you know, cost per pound of meat and, you're sitting there at the grocery store with a pencil behind your ear, scratching your head, and someone's like, look at that little boy trying to help out around the house. You're like, no, nah, man, I got to figure out if I'm buying hamburger or dog food for my Griffin. Get out of me with your small problems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Somebody's like, oh, look at little Johnny there. <laughs> Paul here. The price is right all day long. That's all you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> Just watching Price is Right. I can't oh, watch Price is Right again. I oh. guess you can. Anyway. That was a good one, man. Oh yeah, that was a great. That was that ended up very well, very thorough. I mean, usually oh, yeah. these you four or five decisions and you're done, but this one just kept going. I mean, kept digging in. It it did not. This one was a good. One. I mean, you said was this one the one that was more towards children, or was the first one that we read first more one? The first children? one, slime one, was more children's based. This is kind of the. This is just the regular standard choose your own adventure but it was a little bit later in the series yep but still real good one sometimes these older or the newer ones weren't quite as good but this one ended up being pretty fun yeah no that was a great time man yeah and we lived we did not die i know i thought we were going to be griffin food there for a while but it did not look good for us no because we were going to feed him dog food (laughs) tell you what all right. Well, hey, that's a wrap for us, I think. That was fun. Thank you for listening. It means a lot that you took the time to hear what we have to say. Please go to youchoosepodcast.com for all the different ways you can connect with us and how you can be part of the live event. And until next time, you choose the adventure. <laughs>